Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them from their past. On the show, you'll know that we talk as much about what made playing that game special and what our guest loves about it, as we will, about the context of how and when they fell in love with it for the first time. A little bit of housekeeping up top is uh, if you're on social media, check us out. We're on Instagram and Twitter. You can give us a follow over at Call Me By Your Game Pod on Instagram and on Twitter at Call Me By Your Game. But there's just one Y, so that's B Y O U R. And then the rest of the word, you can figure it out. You're a smart cookie uh, if you figured out how to use the podcast app. Um, give us a follow there. There you can see uh, what we have going on on the show, things that are coming up. Uh, know when we're releasing episodes and even learn a little bit about our guests uh, and how you can support them. Um, if you have been enjoying the show and you want to support us, and I know you do, you can leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, if And if you leave a five-star rating and share something that's not bigoted or mean-spirited, I'll even read it on the show as we've done before. Sometimes I'll bank a few up, so get those reviews in, folks. You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the very special game we're discussing today. And of course, you can check us out on Patreon. We're on patreon.com slash supernpcradio. That's non-player character. Uh, we've got a bunch of bonus content there, including a monthly version of this show where I sit down with a group of people to discuss an impactful game for all of us. Um, we most recently talked about Deathloop, a PS5 huge first-person puzzle shooter. But that's it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our guest for today. So please welcome to the microphone, Sonar Master, Bottlenose Boss, and Dolphin Hero, Austin <laughs> Williams. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What an accurate description. You know, I, I like to think that... I know my friends well, and we've had like three years of friendship to get to this point. So More than that. More? Is it really more? Wait, so do we want to go back and do the math on this? <laughs> Let's do the math. The maybe viewers like, gotta know. Maybe like three and a half at this point. No, I, because I went to Utah three years ago, and we were friends before that. We were, we've been friends for like five years, Connor. Okay, I'll take it. You know what? I want to believe that, so I will take that. Um, we have, and it's so good to have you on the show. Thank you um, for having me. We know each other like I know most of my guests on the show through the, we met through the Los Angeles improv community. Um, I don't remember, I don't remember exactly meeting, meeting for the first time, but I remember it was, I want to say around when you were on, uh, when you guys were all on mess hall with Bordeaux is when we became friends and I, uh, you know, just just sort of casually latched myself on to all of you uh, of that incredible group, previous guests of the show, Alex Bernard and David Danella, um, are were a part of that improv team. Of course, future guest of the show, Mr. Michael Christian, as well, <laughs> um, and a bunch of other standouts. Um, but I remember that's when we were we were becoming yes. friends. William Williams had was put up your show at Sunset, yes. um, but I had, oh I had also seen you at Sketch Showdown. Um, and, oh, I have to talk about it on the show. I'm sure, I know I've talked to you about it before, but before I knew you, watching you do the robot Lincoln sketch from Aww. the Hall of Presidents at yes. Disneyland was one of the craziest things I've seen in person. And 
like one of the most wowing sketches oh, to the point. Thank you. You're so welcome. It was just one of those where I was like, oh, you can do that with a sketch comedy. That's incredible. And here you are, uh, you know, even more experienced. But that's that's how I know you. But what do you want to share about yourself? What have you been up to? Who is this mystery person, Austin Williams, that we have today? Oh, um, I'm a comedian. Um, I've been doing sketch comedy. Uh, I've been a writer and performer on a show uh, called Studio C that I am required to say has over 2 billion views and I think upward 2 million subscribers. Wow. Um, that's on the YouTube? Yes, on YouTube. Dang, that's a lot um, of views. I know, right? Um, a lot of people no, have seen you do comedy. <laughs> I know. I'm just <laughs> waiting for one of them to be like, she's the next. Let me sign her. <laughs> Let's Here's her. all the money you yes. want. Um, no, but I've been doing that for the last three years, um, and that's been a blast and honing sketch comedy. And but I've missed LA. I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back with my friends like Connor, who I've known for Aww. five years, as we've uh, yes. now determined. Definitely uh, five years. Yes, definitely five years. No, but I've done like <laughs> I've done the UCB thing, did the IO thing, did Second City in Chicago a little bit. Um, You're from just, Tennessee. Oh yeah, I'm from Tennessee. I'm a pastor's daughter. I think that's a fun fact about me. Sh- Bury the lead. You got to lead with that next time. <laughs> I've always We've had a bad. lot of children of the church on on this uh, podcast for sure. There is something about comedy that like I think draws like Christians or ex-Christians or just people of the yeah. church. It's I think it's like I think it's like the community thing and being like, oh, totally cool, something else to, like pour myself into. Yes, absolutely. By the way, unrelated and I'll you know, I'm sure you have much more you want to share about yourself. But coincidentally, my parents are in Knoxville right now. Well, really? well sort of coincidence just because, you know, my my cousins and my aunt and uncle live there. But I, it's funny that we happen to be recording today and they, they got there yesterday. And our parents are a mere three hours away from each other. In Nashville. We should try and maybe they can get dinner tonight or something. You know what? Let's make it happen. Your your <laughs> let's have your parents drive all the way down to visit with my entire family. That ought to be good. Um, Great. But yeah, um, anything else that you wanted to share with the audience about yourself? I feel like you really. I mean, you covered a lot of stuff. I th- I mean I, I I think I covered the highlights. Okay, cool. Um, and I'm sure we'll get some uh, tidbits throughout the episode. Um, sure. Austin, like I told you, I want to hear about your general history with video games. But before I do, would you mind uh, giving the listener a little taste of the game we're going to be talking about later for the main event? Yes, we are going to be talking about Echo the Dolphin from Sega Genesis. Yes. uh, It was like 1992. Yeah. Oh, nailed it. (laughs) You nailed all the facts so far. And, And it's been... Uh, sort of in the in the video game news, the zeitgeist recently, and really? we'll get into that. Yeah, it's uh, and then it'll. I'm gonna do my best to sell you on buying a Nintendo Switch, um, just to play this game. Um, uh, I'm looking at my phone at Domino's. It's 4:20 and got a notification from Domino's to order a pizza. They know their audience. Um, <laughs> anyway, n- not important. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about that game. But let's get into your history with games in general. Did you play games as a kid at all? I mean, I'm assuming so with this game coming up. That was like mostly when my gaming took place. I had, I like, I inherited the Sega Genesis from my cousin. So I inherited it like in the early 2000s when he got 
I guess, a PlayStation or a PlayStation 2. Amazing. I was going to say, you're like slightly young for the Genesis, so I was interested to hear how this is going to play out. So I inherited it from my older cousin, and I got all of his games with it. And so with it, I got like um, all all three Sonic the Hedgehogs, obviously. I know. My parents still have this thing. I think I'm going to... You've now like rekindled something. I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving and I think open it up. Oh, please do. uh, And then I also had uh, this weird Toy Story game. Yeah. Where it was just like very linear and you just, you played as Woody and Buzz and you had to Yeah, it's like a side scroller, right? Yes. Yeah. And then um, this Goofy game. (laughs) Like Goofy from Disney? Yeah. (laughs) I, I don't even remember what it was about, but it was something about like, uh, it was also like kind of spooky and weird. I don't think it would have. I think if it was made today, I think they would be like, "This is too scary for children." Yeah, definitely. It, the, the mouse has changed over the years. Big, big D over there. They like to be called Big D, right? They love it. Oh, I knew big it. Big wet D. Uh, big wet D. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Yeah, they. It was. It's interesting when Disney. I'm, I'm sure they do some weird stuff now, but like when they were really allowed to do weird and scary stuff. Kind of when we were growing up. So, yes. man, that must be an interesting game. Yo, it was, yeah. And, like, it goes from night to dark. And anytime it went to night, I would have to, like, wait until the morning to play it. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> it was, like, kind of scary. Um, I think that was, like, all the games on the Sega. And then and then I got, um, I got a Game Boy Advanced. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Yep. And I only had two games on that. I had um, Mario Tennis. Awesome. Uh, do you, really did good. you play? I actually, I've never played that one, but I've okay. played Mario Tennis on the Game Boy Color, yes, which it, is also great. It's the same game. I just, the Advance took Game Boy Color cartridges too. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was like a big one. And then I, and then Yoshi's Island, which I, I beat it and I was oh, so proud of myself. Dude, what a good game. Yoshi's uh, Island was it was amazing. Dude, that we actually, I, I love when sometimes when people, we talk about, so we've, I mean, this is going to be episode 92 of this show. Wow, so we've congrats. talked to, thank you very much. We're coming up on a hundred. Um, we have talked about so many games that if I interrupted a guest every time to be like, oh yeah, we, we talked about that one. <laughs> it would really be frustrating. Um, probably, I would assume so, but Yoshi's Island is one that Charlie Mihalik discussed on like, love Charlie. it was like episode 20 or so really early it's i'm not surprised i think it's one of the best games of all time it's it holds up very it, well um but gosh i love that game even the game boy advance version is great um yes because it was originally on super nintendo if you didn't know i didn't yes um ah. also do you remember what color game boy advance you had or what it looked I, like i had a pink one and it was like the pink see-through yes oh, you know i had the about? purple see-through so that's cool oh, so nice um, and then my best friend in elementary school had, oh, I guess this is actually my first introduction then. My mm. best friend in elementary school had uh, an N64 and cool. I would just go over to her house and I'd be like, can we please play Super Smash? Yeah, I would just, I would force her to play Super Smash with me for hours and hours and hours Ooh. on end until like, and she was Seventh Day of Venice. So like, um, I remember sometimes like- So they're only mom, allowed to use Luigi, right? <laughs> No, but her, her mom would, and they were like strict. And so certain times of day, I, I forget the specifics, but it's yeah. like they, uh, sun, sun up to sundown 
on, I think Saturday, I think yeah. on the Sabbath, they aren't allowed to use any electronics. Okay. And so I would like come over right as at dusk on Saturday. Yes. Right? Mama, I'm not playing. Austin's playing. Yes. <laughs> I'd be like, here we go. Party time. And then she also had um, the 007 game, which yes. we had a lot of fun with. GoldenEye. Um, yes. Yes. But that one was also kind of scary. I think I was a very timid gamer. Um, sure. Uh, and then, and then what? And then GameCube. Game. Oh, now we're talking. Everyone, I listened to Carl Tart's episode and oh, you good. guys were really going after the GameCube. I Dude, love I it. love, I love the cube. We're, I've been talking about it on our, on our, you know, our esteemed network of shows a lot lately, but we're going to be doing a big GameCube sort of like <gasps> Desert Island fantasy draft episode soon because it's turning 20 in two weeks. The GameCube? Is, isn't that disgusting? <laughs> Doesn't That's make you want to puke your guts out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, I've been playing my GameCube, and the game I'm playing right now is a GameCube game. So what did you get into on that? Oh, Mario Kart all the Ooh, way. It's the best the, Mario Kart. It is. All mm-hmm. the other one all the other ones are trash. That's my hot take. Um, yeah, I'm with you. No, but screw I, you, Mario Kart. Uh, I knew that game backwards and forwards. I could play it with my eyes closed. I knew all of the secret trap or all the secret wow. um, passageways, which ones were actually fast, which ones just kind of distracted you. Sure. Which ones you needed like a booster for. Uh-huh. Oh, I, and I still don't think I fully beat that game. I think I still have like, I have to win gold on a couple. On a couple of the circuits. CC circuits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the coolest thing about that game and from like sort of the consensus is like that you it's double dash meaning you yes. had two characters and you they'd swap in and out do you know front who's driving and who's using the item and that was so much fun do you remember characters that you like to use yes i always used toad oh and oh i forgot his name the red turtle um oh just like a koopa yes yes um, because I felt like they had the best special boxes. Oh, that's great. Who did you use? I, it's actually a game I never owned, but I, which I, I really want it now, um, because it's not ever been re-released and it, and, and it's a really, it's the best Mario Kart as we've, as we've detailed. Yes. Um, I don't remember who I used. I probably swapped around or was like a boring Mario and Luigi guy. Oh, okay. That always pissed me off when people would double up on the same, I'm like, you're getting the same the yes. same tool. That's yeah. not you need to diversify your players so that you can get the better yes. items. Absolutely. You I feel like you'd be a great financial advisor if you felt Thank like you. <laughs> but only for Mario Kart Double Dash. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh you would have been great at consulting in the year two thousand three. Uh yes. That's so funny. Gosh, but what when a game. I Did... when I go home for Thanksgiving, I'll try and find it and I'll bring it back and you and I can party down. Dude. Please do that, but also no pressure. Um, so that's one you owned. Yes. Ooh, very cool. That was like the first thing I purchased as like I'm a gamer now. Yes. But oh. I, it's so fun. I'm not a gamer. I just <laughs> went through a phase. Um, that's awesome. I think that was really, and then we got the Wii, and that was really when I started to like fall away and be like, totally. I'm not into this anymore. Yep. That happened um, for a lot of people. Yeah, the Wii. There was so much hype about it, and yeah. I feel like it was a huge letdown. It is, it's very interesting, and I could really go into the history, but I'll try to TLDR. It 
had an amazing launch. It it also had some. I mean, Wii Sports was amazing for what it was, yes. but the motion controls with those with the Wiimote and the nunchuck they were very simple, so it worked for simple things. But they tried to incorporate that with almost every game, and it just didn't work for a lot of stuff, or was frustrating, or wasn't as accessible as I think Wii Sports was to so many. And because of that, it ended up like it is actually one of the best selling consoles of all time because every like retirement home had one. (laughs) Um, It's so funny. Because just for like bowling and stuff, but it is not known for having a particularly robust library. There's some gems on it, but it is definitely looked at as uh, a bit of a letdown. And then, yeah, they Nintendo essentially after that tried to come out with a second Wii, and that did horribly so. People were over it by that point. I remember during the time that it was like around Christmas time and they were selling like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. You could not get your hands on one. Kind of yes. like, the, I guess, like the PS5 now. Yeah. And I remember my church youth group hosted a this is so funny they hosted a texting party or like a texting contest hell yeah it 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 cost like five dollars center and and they gave you like this huge paragraph that you had to text out really fast and the winner got one a wee uh one one a wee and so i remember i entered it was yeah go ahead well i was gonna i gotta know more about this contest (laughs) was it like i'm assuming Having grown up in the church and was like really into youth group for a while, was this like, hey, we're going to do outreach to our friends and we're texting our friends. And is the winner the person who got people to be like, I'm in? Like, what? Do you remember it all? Okay, no. So so it was it was an outreach thing. It wasn't cool. like, invite your friends. They could win a weed. Like, it's only yeah. $5 to enter or whatever, which I think $5 in like that year is more like 8 to 10, right? Yeah. I mean, you're and, the financial advisor. <laughs> it just felt like more at the time. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like the dollar today. Oh, anyway, we won't get into inflation. This will be um, a bonus. <laughs> this will be a bonus Patreon episode where you talk to us about the dollar today and yesterday. <laughs> um, and then I remember there were different categories. There were three categories. You could either be a straight texter, where you had to hit the number three times to get to like the C or the D. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I forgot what yes. that's called. From the, you mean, yes. you're talking about like, pressing choo, choo, a button. Yes. 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 And then there was the T9 group. Do you remember mm-hmm. this? Oh, yeah. Predictive text? Yes. Yeah. And then there was the group that had the full keyboards because I think my dad had like a Palm Pilot. Like they were wow. just now coming out with like the full text. And I remember I was like, dad, I need to borrow your phone. Even though I'd never texted on his phone before, I just thought I would have an advantage yes. with the full keyboard. Yeah. Um, but it turns out because I never typed on that phone before I was out in the first round. So looking back, you should have stuck with what you knew. I should have. I shouldn't have like gotten in my own head. Hey, that's a great lesson. It really is. We're learning a lot on this episode, but man, that saga is quite incredible. And it is like right before, I think the first iPhone came out in like 2007, 2008. So this is right before that, like right on the cusp of our world ending basically. Yes, yes, when life was still simple and you could take a blurry photo on your flip phone. Yeah. And my grandpa had a razor and I was so jealous. <laughs> I was like, you don't need a razor. Give me this razor. Gosh, hell yeah, grandpa. 
I know, um, he was a cool dude. So were, you were, it, it sounds like the Wii was sort of the end of like maybe your personal gaming journey. Yes. That's, yes. that's cool. Um, I've got a couple questions for you. Um, since, you know, your personal journey, that, that really great chunk of time we just talked about, have there been any other games that you've maybe played uh, as well that you've enjoyed or that you've like watched a friend or a significant other play that you thought were interesting or were attached to? Yes. Um, so during the pandemic, uh, Mike got, Mike, my boyfriend, got um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, he did. And I was so invested in it that <laughs> I he wasn't allowed to play when I wasn't around, which sounds so corny. And it, 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 it sounds like a movie girl of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she, yes, I do. <laughs> but I was so invested in the story. Like he could do those side plots. I didn't really care. But like, sure. but like the main story. Yes, the main story I had to be there for. And yeah. he got to the end. Can I, I shouldn't spoil it. Should I? Spoilers. We'll we'll say right now, listener. If you don't want a spoiler for Red Dead Redemption, maybe two. click that forward. Red, red, thank you. Important. Red RDR two. Fast forward <laughs> one minute. Go ahead and smack that fast forward button. But yeah, go for it. Okay. So at the end, you've played, right? I haven't, have but <gasps> truly go for it. Okay. So anyway, you're following this this guy who's. Yeah. I just remembered the end where. He gets to the top and he has to like kill his horse. Oh. And I I sobbed. I Aww. absolutely sobbed. And then and it's like a horse he stole early on in the game, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You're in the story and then he dies and like oh. I was I was a mess. I was just like I was inconsolable just watching him play. It felt yeah. like a movie. But I felt that way about um uh The Last of Us too. Oh, too as well. Dude, I was, I think, playing that yes. when we had our Thanksgiving last year, and I was, like, near, I was nearing the end, yes. and that was, like, a, that's a rough game, story-wise. It breaks your heart. That, oh, it absolutely, oh, it breaks No, you're okay. I mean, the ending of that, that was sorry. Cool. <laughs> Where, I mean, the relationship, and then it, and you understand these totally. characters. You're like, I know why you had to go back. Like, I yeah. I wouldn't, but you do. And they've written you so well. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. It was uh, an experience that I've said before that I thought I was smart for not playing in June because we were in a pandemic. And I was like, this is smart. I don't need to play this. This is too close to home. And then I waited till I was living alone and it was winter time <laughs> to do that. And it was just... But it was kind of great. I sort of mainlined it. Um, that is uh, cool. Have you last question for you? Yes. Is have you played a game recently uh, that at all? Have I played a game recently? Oh, Fall Guys. Oh, of course. Big fan of Fall Guys. So much fun. Do you still? I'm... Do you two still turn that on every now and then? Well, just recently, so Mike canceled his um, subscription because I yes. guess you have to have like the internet subscription with PlayStation mm-hmm. to have Fall Guys. Yeah. And uh, recently, I was over there, and um, Angela was over there too, and that's that's our go-to game yes. where we're just like, can we play Fall Guys? And so we made we made Mike rebuy it, and we all then good. Him. <laughs> that's, we're like, we will participate. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I remember we got to play that a little bit last year when we were hanging mm-hmm. out too, and. 
Yeah, what a fun game. That was a big like social game for me during the pandemic. We even did it once yes. where we hopped on Zoom and you were all in Utah. We uh, gotta do that again. That was so fun. I would love to. Um, I did turn that on the other day. It had been months, but uh, it's still the same old Fall Guys. It's great. Same old Fall Guys. Gosh, well, uh, Austin, thank you so much for sharing about your history with games in general. Of course. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about all things Echo the Dolphin and you. How does that sound? That sounds wonderful. Okay, great. Well, I will see you on the other side. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here to discuss Echo the Dolphin with the great Austin Williams. Austin, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm I'm ready to talk about this emotional journey that I have wow. on Echo. Wow, I love it. Well, hold your horses, uh, or seahorses is what I should have said, <laughs> I guess. There you go. Oh, I was so close. It was right was in front like, of me. I was like, he's going to nail this. He's going to crush. Uh, everyone always thinks I am, and then I fail. <laughs> oh. um, well, before we do that, I'm going to talk a little bit about the history and context of the game, like I told you before. So if you uh, want to interrupt or add something, I'll leave a little space or just do it. Otherwise, here I go. Um, Echo the Dolphin is an action-adventure game originally developed by a person, a man named Ed Anun Ziada and Novotrade International for both the Sega Mega Drive, which was sort of like Sega's equivalent of the original Nintendo, like that era of system, and the Genesis in 1992. They would sort of do that a lot, you know, at that, because this is only like, I think, a this is recently after the Genesis was released, so Sega... Nintendo did not do this, but Sega would do this because they didn't want you, they wanted you to buy their new console, and that's all they're concerned about, but with Sega, they would like often produce the same game for both consoles, um, which is pretty friendly. So it came out on both. You played it on the Genesis, as you said. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Um, it was eventually republished digitally via Nintendo's virtual console on the Wii in 2006. Uh, did you ever you I'm sure you had the virtual console. Did you ever buy a game on the virtual console? I think I only had sports. Yes, it was it was an option for you. You could buy like retro games, like old Nintendo stuff, some Sega things yes. and and other, but that's when it was first re-released. It was also eventually came out on Microsoft's Xbox Live Arcade. It's on Steam, iOS, the Nintendo 3DS, and most recently, this is why it's been in the news a little bit. Um, is it was released on the Nintendo Switch through the online expansion pack of Genesis games. They sort of have this thing on the Switch, Austin, um, where it's only been Nintendo games up until this la the last month where they have like, if you have the online subscription, which used to be $20 a year, you get like original a pack of original Nintendo games, like it's like 80 games or so. You get Super Nintendo games, it's essentially like paying for a streaming service for games. Yeah. Um, 
But recently they added some N64 titles and Sega Genesis, which was a big surprise. Wow. Yeah, and this game's on there. Uh, so The original? Yeah, the original one for the Genesis. So people have been toying around. I watched um, someone play it online the other day. It was really fun. Uh, it's such a weird game, but it's great. So um, when this game first came out, it received uh, mixed reviews, but mostly positive, and it remains popular to this day with somewhat of a cult following. Uh, it's the first installment in the Echo the Dolphin video game franchise. Did you know there are more than just this game in the series? Yes, that that's why I asked. Is it just the first one that's with the Switch, or is it a different version? I think it's only the first one, but I could be mistaken. The, the second one could also be on there, because I know... I a second one came out ones. for Genesis 2. So, um, but in the game, the player character is a bottlenose dolphin named Echo who travels through time to combat hostile extraterrestrials in Earth's oceans and on an alien spacecraft. Echo can attack by ramming into enemies at high speeds, perform tricks in the air when jumping out of water, sing to communicate with other animals and objects, and use Echo Location, hence the name. Um... Is there, you know, as far as like surface level, bullet point, uh, sort of thesis statements, anything else about this game that, uh, just like facts that you want to include before we get into your experience? Oh. No, no is an okay answer. Great. No. Good. You know, I try to do a good <laughs> job of covering it. So that's You did a-, a great job. You know more than I did. It's just me to... To it's I've said it before on the show, but it's my way to get my guests to give me the thumbs up on, hey, you did it, pal. Um, well, why don't we get into it, Austin? I would, um, I, I'm, you may have detailed it earlier talking about your history with games. Oh, you did. You said that you got your Genesis, inherited that from your cousin. Did this game come in that magical inheritance? Yes, it did. Wow. So this game... He gave me the the game, mm-hmm. and I don't even remember. I don't even remember like if I was over at his house playing it a lot. I think mm-hmm. he was just like I was just like he knew his younger sister wouldn't want it, sure. And so I think his mom just kind of was like, "See if Austin likes it," and I like got really hooked on it. Wow. Um, but he's like a huge video game guy now. Yeah. Well, not anymore, but he used to be. He worked on um. Oh. Maybe like in 2000, I don't even remember, but there was a game called like World War Z, I think. Sure. That, Probably I think, based on the movie. Maybe. Oh yeah. boy. Maybe I'm just getting it confused with the movie. <laughs> okay. Anyway, there there was a game like maybe in like 2012 or something yeah. that was like about zombies and um, my cousin was like so good at it that he started a business where people started like watching him play, I guess pre-Twitch. Whoa. And, like, figuring out how he would do stuff. And eventually the company contacted him and was like, we'll pay you more to show us where, where like, we're falling short and how we can make the game harder. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. so cool. And did they also live in, like, your hometown or close enough? Yes. Yeah. Literally gotcha. up the street. Like, walking wow. distance. I would just walk to his house and, like, we would hang out. That's but, so sweet. Yes. So, so uh, well, go for it. You go for it. I was just gonna you go <laughs> i was just gonna ask like do you remember so it so you may have you were sort of remembering that eventually was something that you tried that, that he noticed you liked did he just 
give you his Sega? Like, how do you remember at all how that happened? I don't. I don't That's remember okay. how it happened. I just remember, I remember playing it a lot in like the house I grew up in, and then him. If I couldn't beat a level, I would be like, Grant, you got to come over. I really need your help. Your cousin in Tennessee is named Grant? Yes, Grant. So is my cousin in Tennessee. Shut up. Are we related? Oh. Uh, he's definitely younger than you. Um, not that not that many people are, um, <laughs> but I that was just an interesting tidbit. Um, okay, so that's sort of how you got the game. Um, yeah, what do you remember maybe about like the game itself? I remember being so scared by this game. It's a wacky game. Okay, so did you watch the intro? Yes, I did. Okay, so it starts off, you're you're Echo, and you're hanging Uh out with your family. Like, you love this family. And then this other dolphin comes up, and he's like, let's see how high you can jump. And you're just kind of, like, exploring the world a little. And then this dolphin's like, let's see how high you can jump. And you're like, okay, cool. But your jump is the catalyst to that, like, weird sea tornado that takes away all of your family and there's, like, lightning and the music is freaky. And I remember the first time I played, I had to, like, walk away because I I was so anxious watching it. It's a pretty visceral moment. Yes, and his family is gone. I don't know. Maybe I'm just overly emotional, but, like, I it really it really affected me as a kid the first time I played, and I was like, I can't play this game. Yeah. So I walked away for a little bit. But I would also do this. Oh, I would also play Sims as a kid. Oh, cool. Um, But whenever the robber would come, I would have to like, (laughs) I would literally pause the game and I would mute it so I couldn't hear the scary music. And I would just be like, we can handle this. (laughs) But I I would get very anxious with with video games. I don't know if that's normal or not. I th- you are very much not alone there, especially, you know, sometimes there are games that will surprise you as far as because this to me on the surface, this will get into something else I'm going to share at the at the very end of the episode, but it's really um, unassuming. I would be like Echo the Dolphin. It's probably just like a cheery little jaunt around the ocean, not expecting at the moment the game starts to have your family siphoned away from you. Yes. Um, Sometimes and, games do that. Oh, and you're Scary. the only dolphin who didn't get siphoned, so I'm sure there's a lot of like survivor guilt for Echo. There's I mean, not- like <laughs> this is waiting to be like a, a Pixar film. This movie, it, it, it it's very reminiscent of Finding Nemo in some sense, except yes. Marlin. It's it different different circumstances, but you're looking for your family. Yes. Oh, and like the fact that you cause it. And yeah. I'm sure I'm sure the reality is you didn't actually cause it, but Echo doesn't know that. Echo probably no, thinks it's, it's tra- all his fault. It's a little traumatic. Yes. Oh, and Gosh. I was also playing this like prime. Okay, well, I just had a lot of anxiety as a kid, and I was playing this like prime. Well, for me, it was like maybe a year or two after 9/11, but yeah. I like had a huge traumatic reaction to 9/11. I was not affected by it at all, but yeah. I was convinced that like. Goodlitzville, Tennessee was going to be the next spot. And I was just, I would wake up in the middle of the night with night terrors, screaming, like, I, I, yeah. ugh. I don't and think so, you're alone at all. Uh, that's more reasonable than what I suspected, which I remember, unfortunately, being at school the day that it happened and being, this is a long way to tell this story, but the San Francisco Giants ballpark 
has this very distinctive like giant glove statue in, out past their left field bleachers. Like it's a realistic old timey looking glove. And I remember telling kids like, that's what they're going to get next. They're going to bomb the, this, yes. whatever it was called, the park. And it's like, why would they go for a fucking giant mitt? Like, yes, exactly. you know, looking back at it. Yes. I'm like, why are they going to, and, and, but talking to people, everyone kind of has that story of like, yeah. oh, they're going to come here next. Like it only makes sense that they, I, and who are we totally. even talking about they, you know, it's just like so vague Ex- exactly. stuff. Yeah, especially, makes... you know, being children and not really understanding the scope. Exactly. I was really hoping this would turn into a 9-11 episode. Um, <laughs> but but no, truly, though, as like a kid, we had, I mean, no understanding of what was going on. And, no. But it's those fears are valid still. So that you were just saying that you had like you were ha- having extra anxiety at this time in your life. Yes, which is probably why Echo the Dolphin affected me so much mm-hmm. as well. Um because he also went through something extremely traumatic. Yeah. Where he, but he, you know, now you have to go on this mission and try to find his family. And honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, I was nervous about doing this game because I never got very far. <laughs> That's okay. I could never. I think I really only made it like a couple levels. And every time I would just get so frustrated. And Yeah. And I think... There weren't memory cards. I don't I'm think so. Thinking. Yeah, so I, I don't think, think there were. I think if you wanted to play a different game, you had to like take it out and completely start over every time you plugged it back in. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that's what it, it depends. Like. It depends on the game, but I do want to say that well, this developer did intentionally make this game. I mean, he has is quoted on saying he intentionally made this game harder than it needed to be. Because I want to say, for whatever reason, this was one, even though the save features were around, they just didn't have it. You just kind of had to yeah. play it in a sitting. What a jerk. What yeah, a jerk. I, I never even got to the aliens. Yeah. I didn't even know there were aliens until you said that, if I'm being completely honest. That's okay. Well, there I are. Really, <laughs> I really think I only ever got to like the orca whale and like yeah. maybe the octopus. And I was like... I'm making some real progress here. Totally. That's me in like half the games I look back as a kid. I'm like, oh, I didn't really get very far, but whatever. But it was so hard. It yeah. was such a hard game, but I like, I put in, I put in the work. I will say that. Okay. Yeah. Something else very scary about this game is when you go underwater, because Echo is a mammal, you run out of oxygen. Yes. And it felt like you ran out of oxygen a lot quicker i was watching to prepare for this i watched somebody play the game i love it and and i was like oh his oxygen's going down a lot slower and i think just as a kid i was like i gotta get back to <laughs> as soon as you dip into the water yes. i gotta go back up <laughs> and so i never i barely ever but i did kill him a lot like he did, <laughs> i i he would run out of oxygen a lot yeah um that's a oh. I watched a few videos about the game too leading up. Even though I was um, sort of peripherally familiar, I wanted to, you know, hear from more people about it before I, uh, you know, had you on to discuss. But they, yeah, most people were sharing about how that was a little, uh, made them anxious uh, playing that game because it's always in the back of your mind. Like I, which is honestly, it's a, a part of, swimming mechanics in almost every game that you can swim in and this is Mm. 
game is all swimming. It's <laughs> but it is so that's always a thing. Like I feel like in any Zelda or Mario, not all of them, but some of them, it's like oh, you see this meter start to tick down, yes. and you're like, you gotta find oxygen or find a bubble or go up to the surface before. So that's stressful. Yes. Yeah. Well, and there were these like little air pocket bubbles as you went through the caves, but the caves were also like very claustrophobic, and it was yeah. Just, and I still don't know what those diamond things did. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> there were these like gemstones that you would like bump into, or that oh. you would like shoot your echolocation at, and yes, like, they did something, but I still I have no idea what they did. You, I know what you're talking about now, and from what I watched, it appears that what. And this is a frustrating – this was a frustrating thing to some of the people I watched was half of them, like you'll find one and that's either going to be like a door you can get through. But before you can get through it, you have to find the matching one that after you use, yeah, your like echolocation, it, it sort of be – it like opens up the door one. So I wonder I didn't but, know what was happening. But what will happen is that you'll find the door one first and you can't get through it and you're like, well, what the hell is the point? So yes. you're not alone. Ah, uh, okay. So I I also read that quote that he that the creator was like, I made this intentionally hard. Yes, and it was because he was like afraid of um the people, the renting games and people being able to beat them in a weekend. Yes, so frustrating. But that was like such a thing back then. It, it finally, you know, this is the generation, the Genesis and Super Nintendo generation that I want to say people developers at least. Um, their concern for that started to wane a little bit, for which yeah. is probably for the better. But yeah, like especially like the before this, the NES and the Master System era, like the, half of those games were arcade games anyway. So they wanted yes. to be like quarter sucks. And yeah, but it's nice that that's not always the focus of games now. <laughs> so, jeez. Oh. No, but um, it, was, it was a really hard game and I never yeah. beat it. I don't know if I'll ever, I don't think I ever will. And that's something I live with. You'll, and I think you'll get through just fine. Um, what was it like? So when you played the game for you, was it the exploring? Was it the swimming? Was it the dolphin? Do you remember what you actually liked about it? I think I was hooked to the emotional drama. Yeah. I, like everything awesome. I'm saying, everything I'm saying, I hated about it. I think that's what kept drawing me back in was like, I just wanted to feel something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I got to get him back to his family. Well, and I also think, I'm sure of the time, I was also just like feeling anxious and anxiety. And I was like, yeah. what's going to help me more? Something something to distract me, but can like maintain my heart rate. Totally. But Gosh. I, I, I really don't know what kept drawing me to it. I think it was also a... um. It was also like a, a relief game. Like if I if I needed a break from a different game, yes, I would plug this one in. Interesting. And I think that's probably why I never got super far because sure. I would just get frustrated and then go back to the game. I was like really trying to, yeah, to get. That's interesting. Super interesting to hear uh, from you, someone who doesn't consider themselves like a big gamer and is really only you had your heyday. Um, I had a heyday because I don't know how. I can't speak for everyone, but I kind of do a similar thing where I am generally playing more than one game at a time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like kind of right now, I'm like focusing on this one game, but I also have, if I need a break, but I still want to play something, I have my, I've got my side pieces over here, yes. which are just fun to like dip in and out of. Like I'm playing a 
very uh, like an adventure exploration focused like first person shooter right now um, on the GameCube. It's called Metroid Prime. Do you know Samus from Super Smash? Who? Samus. She was in like the red suit. She shot the big beam like the ball. No. Was she a character you had to unlock? Uh, no, but I bet if I showed you an image, you'd be like, I recognize this character. Okay. It's one of her games, but when I'm, and also it can be really tricky. You can like, I, I get lost a lot or it takes me a while to figure it out. So my sort of palate cleanser has been like quick, quick, funny games. Like I'm playing a game with Wario in it called WarioWare, where it's literally just you're playing these micro games that take like five or six seconds and they're really silly and funny. And um, anyway, so that was Kinda just like a way- the games in um, like Mario Party. They are reminiscent in some ways, um, but they're a lot quicker. And it's one of those things where the first time you play it, you might lose and you get like I'll, I'll show it to you sometime, but it's okay. a really fun party game, too, for that reason. Um, any, all that to say, <laughs> to talk about myself for four minutes, was uh, I just find that interesting that you also, this was like your palate cleanser game was Echo the Dolphin. That's so funny. Yes, but I would also like put in the work. I also yeah. have like vivid memories of spending hours. Um, my parents put a TV in my room and like for the first time when Very I was cool. like, but right, very cool. Not oh, yeah. to brag or anything. I remember when that first parents. happened for me. It was a big moment. Yes, and it was like it was such a honker. You know what I mean? It was like it was. Oh, yeah. so, it was a chunky boy, <laughs> and it was like maybe like twelve inches. But yeah, it was, it was on old my CRT TV tube. Yes. Like, can you see this one behind me? Or you know that one in this room? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's like that okay. chonker. Yes, but even smaller. Like it was like it was meant for. It was like a portable television. Yes. And I was like, I got a TV in my room, guys. But oh. they, it was like around the time my sister was born, and so they were like, "Okay, let's like give her some, you know." Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll make her feel make special. her feel loved. <laughs> yes, yes. They also gave me a guinea pig at that time too. <laughs> we're throwing everything at the I wall. See what they sticks. Really, and they were just like really allowed me. Like I remember one summer in particular, they really just like allowed me as much alone time as I needed or like mm. wanted. So I would just spend hours on hours playing playing um the genesis in my room on my bed blasting hillary duff like i Fuck had yeah I, I literally had when her the album. rain falls yes. down oh i i remember i just it's one of my favorite memories as a kid it's just like listening to that and just being like because Dude. also i would unplug the um the audio cord do you remember how it had like a white yellow and red Oh, like Plug- I I've got that tattooed on on me. No, I, I should. You should. That's a really cool tattoo. <laughs> Nerdy fucking thing. But no, I know the there it's the composite cables. Yes. yes, I know those. Well, I would unplug the audio one because yeah. the game was just too scary with music. Yes. And so I was like, I can't handle this. So I would unplug the audio and just like Blair Hillary Duff and just that's- really try to like get Echo to his family. Dude, that's I I'm so glad that we got that detail. Uh, man, shout out to you, Hillary Duff. I know you're listening. I know um, she's an avid listener. Speaking of which, I want to. I'm going to bring up the Yoshi's Island episode again. Charlie, when he played Yoshi's Island, uh-huh. had also got like an Alanis Morissette CD and was listening to that while he played that game. Yes. So it's a common thing, like people listening. I listen to like 
I don't remember. There was like a period where I was listening to Linkin Park when I was like 12 or 13. And that I would also play games while I did that. So I, I relate to that. It was, that was like a blast just having that on your CD player Mm -hmm. and just like have it on repeat. So you never have to like get up and restart it. Oh yeah. It was, oh, those were the days. I had like a little blue boom box and I had like the puffy air chair, you know, that you had to like blow up. Amazing. You know what I'm talking about? Those plastic chairs. And I would just, I would just go to town. That's incredible. But also something I'll say to Charlie, if he's listening, Charlie, Charlie. the Yoshi Island soundtrack is killer. It is killer. Wonderful. Yes. So I am a little upset to hear that he's like. Yeah, we're definitely judging you a little, Charlie, but we also, I, I get it. At we least. get it, but yeah. like that game of all games, I'm like, it's, yeah, it's that a, was a good soundtrack. The music, you know, it's, it's, it is fantastic. Unlike Echo the Dolphin, which it's good, but it's like really ethereal and, yes. and like strange. And I'll actually get into that a little bit too. Um, a little preview for some of the trivia later. Uh-oh. Um, very, very, very cool. Um, were there any, uh, details for you you've i mean you've gotten to really paint the picture for me um so i guess it sort of feels like we might be like near the end so i either i want to offer to you a couple things to either if there was anything you didn't get to share about your experience go ahead but if you've gotten to do that would you mind sort of putting a bow on this game's place in your life yes i'm ready to close the Uh, box on this game all right here we go Okay, well, we did it. Um, we did it. Uh, Austin, thank you so much for sharing about your experience with Echo the Dolphin. Uh, I am ashamed it took 92 episodes to finally discuss this absolute classic. Um, but on the way out, before we actually wrap, I've got a f- couple of fun segments for you Ooh. Ba- based on you choosing this game. So the first of which I've previewed for you, it is the Fact Me by your game segment. This is just where I'm going to share a couple of fun facts with you about the game you chose today. Um, the first of which I have titled Botticelli the Dolphin. And um, I promise I'll redeem doing that Italian accent in the next five minutes. Um, How did Echo get that name anyway? The name Echo. Uh, developer that we referred to earlier, Ed Anun... Gosh, I had it earlier. Anun, Anun Ziada. Annunziata had considered naming the character after the constellation Delphinus, which is depicted on Echo's forehead. So he's got like a you know a little constellation on his forehead. That's what it's from. Um, but Sega's director of marketing, Al Nielsen, suggested the name Botticelli, citing the popularity of characters at the time in like children's media named after Italian artists such as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, of course, Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. Um, but eventually, Clyde Grossman, uh, who was, uh, I believe, uh, Ed's boss, suggested the name Echo after Echo's echolocation ability, which checks out. Um, but he was really close to being named Botticelli the Dolphin, which I don't know if the, how the game would have done that. It, it would have been interesting. That definitely feels like one of those things where, like, someone at the network is like, this works for other shows. Yes. Let's, 
I, I heard a story about that with SpongeBob. Like when SpongeBob came out, every single network was trying to put out some underwater cartoon show. Oh, really? Yes. And it was, they were just like, mm, the formula, let's try it. Yeah. And it's like, you got to find your own thing. Yeah. Anyway, that, let that be network a- heads, um, I love you. Please still but, think about me in yeah, your think casting about, process. Think about Austin. Austin's definitely uh, someone to be kept in mind. I want you networks to take that um, as a lesson uh, yeah. for the way you operate. <laughs> um, that's the first fact. And the second and final one I have titled Just Another Brick in the Wall. So the penult- penultimate level of Echo the Dolphin is titled Welcome to the Machine which is actually named after the song of the same name on Pink Floyd's 1975 studio album, Wish You Were Here. Austin, I saw uh, a raised finger as if, as if you were like, oh, I clocked that too. Did you, were you aware of this? Yes. Well, only because I did a little research last night. Too. I love it. I'm proud of you. And it's because when he was pitching it, he was playing Pink Floyd. Were you about to say this? He was playing Pink Floyd it. songs. To, like, get people into the mood. Yes. And I feel like you can really, from the music that I got to hear from the game, uh, you can feel that, like, sort of Pink Floyd etherealness, like, really creative, but also, like, sometimes creepy. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I thought that was particularly interesting. But that'll wrap up the Fact Me by Your Game segment, and I'll lead us into our final one, the game recommendations. So... Austin, every episode of this show, I like to tell my guest that um, this, I wanted to do this segment um, because it's my one forced tie into the movie Call Me By Your Name, which this show is named after, because I'm going to treat uh, Echo the Dolphin as your army hammer, your summer love that comes into your life, is very passionate, and leaves. Because have you seen the film, the, the, the film Call Me By Your Name? Yes. So at the end of the movie, I think one of the last shots is like Timothy Chalamet like crying as he like looks into the fire. He's sort of like clutching. He's wearing a sweater. He's like holding his knees um, in a fetal position basically. But I remember thinking, watching that, who's this guy going to date next? Is it going to be someone who's exactly like Army Hammer? Is it going to be a rebound? Is it going to be someone you don't even expect? Kind of like... In our own lives, it's interesting to see the patterns in our dating lives and what those look like, because uh, sometimes uh, it's very interesting. Anyway, I've got three recommendations for you. The first one is if, Austin, your number one draw to the game, which I you told me what your draw is, but I'm not going to acknowledge that. Uh, if your draw to the game is that you just love the hell out of some dolphins, then I'll go ahead and recommend... The game Dolphin Discovery on the Nintendo DS. Uh, care to care to say you don't know this game, or do you? No, I don't know this game. Amazing! It's a little game where you you learn about dolphins, uh, but also you. I was surprised to learn that you can do little dolphin tricks. It looks terrible compared to Echo the Dolphin as far as like the acrobatics, but there's some like dolphin. There was a game called Nintendo Dogs on the DS, which yes. where you like would raise your little puppy. Yep. And this, this seems to be like not like that, but has some elements that reminded me of it. Uh anyway, if well, go for it. Well, part of the reason I meant to say this, I was attracted to Echo was, or maybe consequently, the other way around, I like most people. Sorry. I don't know if You're you can hear okay. that. Hey. Um Busy neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy out there. Um, but 
I wanted to be a marine biologist like most 12 year old girls. Oh my so, goodness. So I think, I think they like were a little combined where I yes. like fell in love with Echo. And then I was like, I, I want to help real dolphins find their family. Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, Hey, you know what? At least part of that hit true for you. So it's, that's dolphin discovery on the Nintendo DS. Um, more of an educational game. It seems anyway, the second recommendation I have for you is if you want another game that is really unassuming on the surface, really sweet looking, but is just totally fucked up by the end, I'll recommend to you a game, one of my personal favorites called Earthbound, which was a, it's a game that I severely doubt you would actually like how it plays. It's a, it's a JRPG where you are, you play this little boy Ness, who is sort of a psychic in this like Americana style world. And you are, it looks really cute. The art style is charming, but it goes to some really dark and messed up places. Um, so if that's what you took away from Echo, <laughs> <laughs> then Earthbound might be your game. And finally, is if Austin, you just like yourself a good swim, then I'll go ahead and recommend only the Zora part of The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, where you put on a mask that turns you into a fish, and the swimming's really awesome. Whoa. But you're only allowed to play that part of the game. No, None of the rest of the nine-tenths of it, okay? I'll give that to my cousin. He'll play the rest, and I'll just do the swimming. There you go. Um, that'll wrap it up for our game recommendations. I, you know what? I'm going to start to try to do this now. I'll say the recommendations again. We've got Dolphin Discovery on the Nintendo DS, Earthbound, on the Super Nintendo, and The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, but just the Zora swimming parts. Wait, okay. And what's and what's that one on? That's on the originally the Nintendo 64, um, but it is also on the 3DS. They remade it. So Yes. Okay, great. Um, that'll do it for our game recommendations. And Austin, that will, in fact, bring us to the end of the show. Uh, so before we go, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. I, know, I think we talked about doing this at thanksgiving last year that i got I to spend so. with you and mike such a wonderful time and here we are nearly a year later making it happen so thanks for joining me well thank you for making dreams come true connor you know what people don't thank me enough for that and they really <laughs> should i should be hearing this daily but you're so welcome um on your way out austin is there anything you'd like to plug that people should look out for or the ways that they could support you at all um if you're curious about family-friendly sketch comedy <laughs> go to uh go to youtube and check out studio c there's um stuff for the whole family on there Hell yeah. um or you can just uh follow me on instagram or twitter at weston alias <laughs> i'll put a link to it's all of this awesome. that that one in particular might be hard to just for the listener to suss out but i'll put a link for okay. it well it's austin williams and the a and the w are flipped that makes it easy so there you go um yeah to see cool content i'm putting out and i'm sure jokes too you, you make funnies i i try to make funnies yes yes uh, cool. social media it's I, I i'm still figuring it out hey you'll get there uh thanks someday um or maybe we should just all throw our phones into the ocean. But not into the ocean because I guess I don't want to hurt Echo and his friends. Um, nope. Well, 
Uh, I'll go ahead and put links to those in the show notes. Thank you again for being here. Uh, I'm going to wrap us up with some plugs of my own. How about that? You, you, Connor, what do you want to plug today? Wow. I've never been prompted that way <laughs> from a guest, and I got to say I love it. Austin, let me tell you the many things I'd like to plug. First of all, I would love to uh, shout out the person who made the cover art for Call Me By Your Game. His name is Glenn J. You can find him on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. He's done a bunch of wonderful work. If you've seen the cover art for this show, it's uh, beautiful. It's amazing. So check it out. Support him. Um, he really is a wonderful artist. You can check us out on Patreon and support us there. Like I said earlier, um, we've got a few different tiers for you uh, to, uh, to, to give us money to support us. And we truly pump out so much extra content that is really fantastic. We just wrapped up the Legend of Zelda Games Club, where we covered almost every single mainline Zelda game in a book club format with a bunch of wonderful friends from the network. And you get the co-op episodes of this show um, as well on the, the DJ Toad tier. So check us out again at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. The show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, another one on this network called Video Games, a comedy show. Um, and if you're listening to this uh, the day it comes out, Two days from now, Friday, November 12th, we are doing live on Twitch our GameCube Fantasy Draft, our Space Solace episode. I am really hyped for it. It's going to be amazing. Check that show out there. Um, and I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. That's where you'll find that show and a bunch of other stuff. And then Twitter, <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe if you would like to follow me there. But that will do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. <laughs>